G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As we do on a Tuesday, we like to touch base with Ron Ross, who's been scouring the headlines overnight for breaking news items out of the Holy Land, the land of Israel and those surrounding nations in the Middle East. Ron Ross, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Dale. Ron, let's start with one that looks like a growing controversy. Israel and U.S. leaders are meeting amid differences on annexation plans that are happening in Israel. Uh, What's the story here? Yeah, plenty to talk about on this one. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu sat down on Sunday with U.S. Ambassador David Friedman, Defence Minister Benny Gantz, Foreign Minister Gabi Ashkenazi and Knesset Speaker Yarov Levin to discuss plans to unilaterally annex parts of the West Bank in accordance with the Trump administration peace plan. Gantz and Ashkenazi both publicly backed uh, US President Donald Trump's peace to prosperity plan, but have not endorsed Netanyahu's planned unilateral annexation of territory allocated to Israel under the proposal. Still, Gantz was last week quoted as telling settler leaders, what's being offered to you? Take. As for the rest, you can deal with it later. Policymakers and diplomats in Washington are increasingly warning that the Israeli government's plans to annex parts of the West Bank, backed by the USA, would spark a crisis and damage the possibility of a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Under a coalition deal between Netanyahu and Gantz, signed last month, the government can pursue annexation backed by the USA starting July 1. The Trump administration has indicated it will not oppose Israeli moves to annex lands that would become part of the country under the peace plan, which conditionally envisages a Palestinian state on the remaining 70% of the West Bank. Well, it is going to be one of those stories we'll be monitoring closely, no doubt, in the weeks ahead, Ron. Uh, Let's go to another one. Benjamin Netanyahu warning of renewed closures as coronavirus cases rise. Yeah, another 122 Israelis were confirmed to be infected with the coronavirus on Sunday, raising the active cases in Israel to 3,268. Hundreds of schools have been forced to close in the past two weeks after students and teachers were found to be infected. The Ministry of Education said that 506 students and teachers had the virus, forcing them to close 183 educational institutions out of Israel's total of about 5,200 schools. The closure sent 25,600 teachers and students into preventive isolation out of the 2.3 million students and 200,000 teaching staff. Prime Minister Netanyahu issued a stern warning that in order to keep the economy open and avoid another nationwide lockdown, 
the public had to do a better job of complying with health regulations after another weekend of crowded beaches and parks where many failed to wear face masks or keep social distancing. Ron, let's talk about Black Lives Matter, because while it seems like that was emanating out of the United States, it has spread around the world. Israel's not immune from protests here. There's been some violent riots in Jaffa around the Black Lives Matter issues. Protests are continuing over a planned expansion of a homeless shelter onto the grounds of the Islamic Cemetery. The problem is the cemetery no longer exists as it was moved a century ago. None of this appears to matter as the Black Lives Matter riots arrive in Israel. While no one was under any illusions about the propensity for Israel's left wing and extremists among the Israeli Arab minority to copycat what's going on in the USA, it's remained unclear when and where the violence would start. The assumption had been that it would be attached to the July 1st date set for the possible beginning of extending Israel's sovereignty over parts of Judea and Samaria. There is concern other groups will unite to join the protesters. Minority communities like the Druze, Ethiopian Jews, who have had integration challenges in the past, may be manipulated into joining the uh, Arab riots. Ron, an interesting one with the group called Hamas, Uh, outraged after uncovering an Iranian espionage operation. What's the story here? Yeah, this is a strange one. A three-pronged crisis between Hamas, Hezbollah and Iran has erupted in recent days after a staffer working for a senior Hamas official was identified as an Iranian spy. First reported by Channel 12, Hamas discovered that at least one person working alongside Musa Abu Mazouk, who heads the terrorist organization's foreign relations operations, is an Iranian agent, most likely recruited through Hezbollah. Mazouk reportedly outraged over the espionage operation, complained directly to Hamas leader Ishmael Haniyeh, who in turn personally raised the issue with Hezbollah leader Hassan Nasrallah and senior Iranian officials. Masouk has been a vocal opponent of Hamas's growing ties with Iran. He resides in Qatar. Well, I'm sure there's an awful lot of spying goes on between all of those nations throughout the Middle East, so it doesn't surprise me, but uh, yes, I can imagine outrage and uh, Iranians in on the espionage. Hey, Ron, uh, in an era of global uncertainty, which there is absolutely no arguing we are in right now, record numbers of people, uh, Jewish people, seeking out Israel. Uh, what's the story here as numbers start to come clear? Yeah, this story blows my mind because it just keeps proving Bible prophecy about the return of the Jews to Israel. And it would seem God uses just everything. In a time of great darkness pandemic pandemonium and power struggles, a ray of light can be seen in the Jewish world. In May, the number of North Americans applying to make Aliyah return to Israel was double what it was last year. In fact, last month was the biggest ever in the 19-year history of Nefesh Nefesh, the non-profit group that, with the help of Israel's government and the Jewish agency, has already shepherded some 60,000 North American Jews 
to new homes in Israel. We've seen small bumps, but nothing like this, says Mark Rosenberg, Nefesh Vice President. What we saw this past month is absolutely remarkable. And while they may not be major numbers, they are major increases. With New York, California and New Jersey leading the way, this brings uptick in new Americans isn't limited to North America. Though no hard numbers were available at the time of press, the Jewish agency officials say they're seeing a definite rise in the number of Aliyah applications from around the world. But Neil, I wanted to emphasize a story that came from Jay and Michael Brown of Los Angeles. Uh, Michael Brown is a businessman in L.A., and he said that COVID-19 gave us an opportunity to slow down our lives and find out what's really important. My wife is Israeli, and we was ready to go home. But it's only in these last few months that I've been asking myself, what am I doing here? I realized I've been chasing money like a chicken without a head. So I said, no, our kids are not going to grow up like this. They're seven and they're ten, and I'd prefer to raise them in Israel with Jewish values. It was during COVID-19 that I surrendered to all of that, and at 53, I realized I had to change, and so we're making Aliyah. Wow. And interesting, isn't it, Ron, that when we talk about Bible prophecy fulfilled, often we'll make a reference to Israel and the reformation of the nation-state back in 1948. But when we consider what's happening now with those Jewish people from all over the world making Aliyah, returning to their homeland, that's also a continued uh, fulfillment of biblical prophecy. And so uh, really tremendous to be able to hear of these sorts of developments and as they're being reported in the world's press. Ron, great insights, as always. Thank you so much for scouring the headlines for us once again. Thanks for being with us today on 2020. That's why we're Christians, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.